0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at LintonGlass.com.
1: And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM.
0: Welcome to Coast I hope you're having a great Friday morning here on this show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, by the way, if you missed my show yesterday with John Harrison, the CEO of Hancock Whitney, I really want to encourage you to go listen to that conversation. We talked a lot about, in fact, the whole first segment of the the, uh, conversation was about commitment to the community and uh, why it's important? These these are so many businesses along coastal Mississippi, and I, I say not just businesses. I would say military leaders included, and, and others in government that are focused on helping to improve coastal Mississippi. And uh, in each organization that's successful, you'll find a leader that fully understands that one of the keys of their success is giving back to the community. And one of the quotes that I gave in that sh- in that show yesterday was this quote from Mother Teresa that said. I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. I I hope that's what Coastview is about is about casting the stones so there are more ripples. the the conversation with John Hirston, to see what's behind an an incredibly important leader to coastal Mississippi and our region, to see how their mind works and to see about their commitment and to hear them express themselves and talk about why it's important to get involved in the community. That's what Coastview is all about. Now, one of the other quotes that I shared yesterday was this one, and it's from Margaret Wheatley. There is no power for change greater than a community discovering what it cares about. I can't say that enough that one of the things that makes coastal Mississippi so important so successful and so important is that we have a good sense of what we care about. And our next guest is someone who fully appreciates and understands that. He's uh, Joe Spragans. He's the Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources. He's a retired Brigadier General from the uh, United States Air Force. And he's someone I care deeply about. I told, I joked with, with uh, Joe that we were on the uh, chamber board together in Gulfport 100 years ago. I mean, it wasn't quite 100 years ago, Joe, but, man, we have passed we have passed each other's uh, path a bunch of times over many years, haven't we?
2: We have, Ricky, and, uh, you know, I won't ever forget right after Katrina and all the things that you did to help us there and help me, especially with the uh, Harrison County and, uh, and the things that were going on. You know, we spent a lot of time together in a lot of different ways.
0: We we really we really did, and you know, I'll look back on those moments. I don't, you know, I, you know, if I, I had to think about it, recall the number of days we went without a day off, and how we didn't get much sleep, and how really crazy it was. But it's interesting. The thing that I remember, though, the kind of sort of the enduring thoughts that I had, that I have today, is what the gift that was given to me, the opportunity to be publisher of the newspaper that was ground to an area that was ground zero to the worst natural disaster in american history and to watch the leaders of this community come forward and see we had so much challenge in front of us i mean lord you know in those early days we just focused on you know getting shelters over people's heads and making sure they had something to eat but at the same time we simultaneously started these conversations with the governor about you know where do we go from here and I look back on it and think, man, you know, the opportunity to see what I saw in that moment changed me. Personally, it changed me as a leader. And I know you've told the same story before, haven't you?
2: Uh, it, uh, it obviously changed me. And, um, you know, and you're exactly right. I mean, if you think about the great leaders that we had and, uh, you know, uh, Anthony Tapazi was one of the greatest, you know, and God rest his soul. And um, but you know, we had just numerous ones. And uh, you know, I think about George Slogal in the bank and going out and opening up a just in a in the middle of a street, basically opening a bank and giving people money so they could at least help. You know, there was so many great people out there, and uh, and I don't want to start naming names because I'll leave some out. But uh, <laughs> and, but to have a leader like Haley Barber. Goodness
1: mm-hmm. gracious!
2: That was to you know to have him and um, and we had you know we had Senator Lot and Senator Cochran too and uh, you know some great leaders there.
0: Yeah, it took a team at every level, and you know that. Actually, the very first, the very first guest for Coastview, the very first show for Coastview, was Haley Barber, and we talked about those incredible moments and how you know we had to hit on so many cylinders. And it wasn't until I had an opportunity to to help him with his book, and then I wrote the foreword to his book, that I really gained an appreciation for sort of i already knew the kind of time he was spending in coastal mississippi and in the state legislature but he was simultaneously taking all these trips to washington and dealing in a bipartisan way beginning to prepare them for the multi-billion dollar ask that was going to be required to help mississippi get out of this mess man were we lucky to have that man at that moment weren't we
2: we were and i had to uh the honor to go with him on several of the trips to Washington, D.C., and testify to the Congress and the United States Senate. And I tell you what, to listen to that man and listen to him walk into that room and sit down and start talking, and it was automatically, it, it was almost, he had a one before they started. and yeah, he did. Uh, you know, But he had a plan and he had it laid out, and it was perfect, and it wasn't asking for everything a—you know now, it was asking for what needed to be done, when it needed to be done.
0: We're lucky. We had, uh, We're lucky. yeah you and you and I had the opportunity to meet when President Bush came to town on I think 12 occasions. Oh yeah. And and sit around the room and you know just a private group of us and you know um as you as you pointed out often Uh, thad would be there and trent would be there and and uh, the president would be there and Haley even in that in that situation commanded the room with incredible respect for the president i might add but but it was interesting to watch Haley talk about the things that we needed i mean not in a political way but in a man these are the things we need kind of way and watch the president on his legal pad just take these copious notes it man it was just a it was a magic moment that his book about Katrina really spells out. The other thing is you mentioned you meant that Anthony Posi. The pre- he was the president of uh, Mississippi Power at the time, and he was also a force to be reckoned with. I had he was actually over the infrastructure subcommittee for the governor's commission. I was responsible for tourism, and we had other guys that were responsible for other things. But, but, but Anthony was was an unbelievable partner. And it was so sad, unfortunately, that he would have passed away with ALS. And let me tell you something that you'll find touching. I, I visited with Anthony in Birmingham not long before he died. And ALS had ravaged him, but his mind was still sharp as attack, as you can imagine. But he's mm-hmm. such a great mind. And he took his iPad and he struggled to sort of get it opened and he was finding something. He, wa- he just wanted me to know that he wanted to show something to me. And, he, and I waited and he kept, finally he found what he was looking for. And you know what it was? It was a picture of, of him and Haley and me standing together at one of these meetings and he just wanted me to see that picture and that and what that picture meant to him and i was so touched by that and i and i just said hey, anthony i've never seen a leader in the moment a community leader do what you did at that time it took all of us working together but man the role you played one day i'm actually going to do a show just committed to anthony depozetti so that i can bring you know people like george logan and others and in, back into the Congress, maybe haley as well and just talk about the legacy of his post-Katrina leadership responsibilities. It was truly a remarkable moment, wasn't it?
2: It was. And uh, and once again, you know, uh, I think it's just like a lot of things in the world. We're blessed because the Lord puts the right people in the right place at the right time. And if we hadn't yeah. had a Haley Barber and him and you and others, uh, you know, we were, we may not have come out of that situation the way we did.
0: We may not have, I mean I, I what I saw was magic, and I often say that that there's some always some divine intervention involved. There always is. there's, there's literally no doubt about it. Sometimes things happen, and you think there's no way that could have happened just by <laughs> just by chance. There's got to be some divine intervention involved. But you know Joe, you've always been committed to the community and you've played uh, you played so many important roles uh during your your tenure you could have retired a million years ago but you continue to to kind of go forward and so you know when you think about your work today um man you guys i mean the pandemic challenges you've had we've had a lot of rain and your and in the past couple of years we've had to deal with the Bonnie carry spillway you have a lot to say grace over don't you
2: i do and um you know, uh, we've been blessed there, too, because, you know, things could have been a lot worse than what they were. And, uh, you know, we have a great team here at DMR that have uh, they they understand resilience and they understand stepping back and just saying, hey, we've got to make this work and we're going to do what needs to be done. Uh, and they're a very educated group And uh, they understand how to make things happen And, um, you know, it's a privilege And plus they're having great leadership above that You know, when, when you have a governor like Governor Reeves And others that, are, that have been there and, and they just step up to the plate with you And, they, you know, they say, hey, we're behind you We got your back, let's go And, uh, you know, and it is great we, we, we're, very, we're very blessed And, uh, you know, DMR is uh, very gracious to every one of them
0: this is uh, Joe Spragans. He's the Executive Director for the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources. When we come back, I just want to kind of break it all down. You know, let's remind people what the Department of Marine Resources is. What are the various divisions? What are some of the things you think about the most these days? And uh, and we'll also reflect a little bit about how fortunate we are to have some of the most amazing natural resources in the world right here in Mississippi, right here in coastal Mississippi. When we come back, we'll reflect on all that. we Joe's Braggers.
1: Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I 10, exit 38, Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota.
2: This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk, Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. There is
0: no power for change greater than a community discovering what it cares about. Than a community discovering what it cares about. That was Margaret Wheatley. I reflected on that with John Hairston yesterday. But as we, you know, as we think about that as it relates to Joe Spraggins in his current role as the executive director for the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources, one of the things that this community knows it cares about is the importance of the natural resources here. I mean, we are so gifted here in coastal Mississippi, aren't we, Joe?
2: We are. We have uh, some of the best estuary in the world. Uh, you know, you think about what if you look at the Gulf Coast in Mississippi and you look at that Mississippi Sound and you, even the Iberia Islands. But you look at the rivers that come into it. And, uh, you know, we uh, we we have the rivers that are flowing into the area through Pasigula or either through uh, the pearl, and then obviously we get some from uh, other parts, you know, when the Mississippi itself. But uh, it's, uh, it's amazing the nutrient, the things that come into the Mississippi Sound, and what we can grow because of that, that other pe- people cannot grow. You know, we was in a meeting yesterday and somebody was talking about beautiful, white, uh, clear water is sand only. Yeah. <laughs> but what we have is a lot more than sand. Well, you know,
0: listen, the the definition of estuary is a semi-enclosed body of water. It's an ecosystem. And if we had that, you know, you can go to the barrier islands and see Florida-type beaches and Florida-type water, but what's what's really incredible about what happens between our coastline and the barrier islands is some of the most incredible you know fish spawning and and shrimp and all and the crabs and all man this is what makes this that's that's actually what contributes to making coast of mississippi some of the best fishing in the world and you mentioned Pascagoula you know river largest undammed waterway in the united states and when you think about that uh, that complex that ecosystem i tell people all the time if you haven't done this before go to google earth and just pull up the Pascagoula river and follow it up and see that incredible this system of, of marsh and and wetlands and all these tributaries that flow into it. Man, it is a special thing that we have there, isn't it, Joe?
2: It is very special. And as you said, to have a river that's undammed in any way, that is amazing. And uh, it's the only one that I know of.
0: It's, it's it's very rare to have that. It's very so. Let's 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 reflect for a second for people who have certainly heard of the Mississippi Department of Marine Resources. Let's remind them what the various divisions is and what your overall goal is.
2: Well, our overall goal is to en- enhance, protect, and conserve the natural resources. So that's our number one goal in the in the agency. To do that, we have uh, numerous uh, different types of. Um, Agencies we have Department of Marine Fisheries, which uh, basically checks all the fisheries in the whole Gulf, and we deal with, and uh, we set our our fishing seasons, and also the catch limit, and we set the size limits, and look at it, and uh, monitor it daily. What we're going to be able to do. Uh, we have a uh, coastal zoning, which basically looks at uh, all of the, uh, if you look at any of your marshlands or anything else and takes care of it, any invasive species, we look at that and we look and uh, try to uh, protect it. Uh, we have uh, resilience, which is going to find ways to be able to uh, stop what's happening to us. You know, we, we lose about 200 acres a year of marshland and, uh, you know, due to erosion, due to other things. So we're trying to stop that. Then we have, um, obviously, we have Marine Patrol, which goes out and protects us and, uh, you know, and tries to take care and make sure that everyone is following the law and safe on the water. Uh, We have a group of, we have a NEAR, which is an education center, which is a very great place over on the Alabama line. Uh, We also have... uh, if, obviously, you have the finance departments and the uh, contracting and other points and, uh, and our grants. You know, the G- Department of Marine Resources has run off of about 95% of grants. That we're given by the federal government or other agencies to be able to operate very small amount from the state of Mississippi, and we do obviously get money from our license sales. What we do that and have about licensing, but we also have the uh, freshwater. Well, I mean, what well, was a freshwater hatchery up in uh, you know the old Lyman hatchery? Well, it's now a saltwater hatchery, and we you know we're working with it trying to come up with ways to make things to uh, be able to put more into the estuary. And, uh, you know, be able to put more fish, more crab, more grass, more other things into it and be able to make sure that we can have a sustainable future. Let me tell you, let me
0: tell you the thought that I have often. Um, I had the opportunity uh, last Saturday, actually, we were we were headed we were headed. We we're going to actually, the, the destination was about 100 miles offshore. But there was this, and we've seen it that because of the way this high is sitting over us now, there have been these like massive thunderstorms offshore that just kind of stay there and linger. And don't go away, you can't find little, once we were able to get through this year, but most of the time we're not able to get through on the days that we were able to go fishing. So what happened is, um, in fact, I posted, go check out my Facebook, Joe, I posted a picture of a radar picture showing where my boat was relative to where this big thunderstorm was. (laughs) And we're right on the edge of it and we waited and we waited and (laughs) waited and never went away. But we came on back um, off of Ship Island, and we came up on the red minnows, Just schools of red minnows everywhere. You know how that looks with you know, an occasional tarpon going through them and sharks and bonitas and lots of redfish, lots of redfish. I mean, my goodness, man, you know, it's, I've been fishing offshore my entire life, and I can't see enough of that moment where you just see it's slick and you see just unbelievable life. I mean, you've know, you got, you've got uh, all types of birds that are, that are diving and man, I mean, you, you see that and then then you go in and you just do a little fishing at Horn Island or Ship Island and you catch some of the best spec fishing we've had in a long time good lord, we are gifted here and the focus that you guys have through your resilience and other programs that you have to focus on making sure it stays that way I mean, you, now Haley used to say, you, after Hurricane Katrina, used to say this all the time. You know, what will our kids and our kids' kids say of us? And I know that what you're hoping to do through this, through your work there, is leave a legacy that says the Department of Rings resources wants our kids and our kids' kids to be able to enjoy the moment that I'm describing, offshore with all these incredible, you know, this ecosystem coming alive with all this fish. That 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 makes you excited too, doesn't it?
2: It does. And, uh, you know, uh, to be able to see the young children that are out there in the world today that uh, and one of the things that we do is we do quite a bit of boater safety. We also do safety for uh, teaching them how to fish. And we're working more on that, too, to be able to do more programs with it and to be able to see them and uh, and see them hold that rod for the first time and see them be able to catch that uh, get that first snatch on that, you know, it's, it's amazing. Those, It's something they'll never forget, and it's something that they will do, and and surely we hope that we keep this the way, you know, you grew up on the coast a long time, and uh, I've been here quite a few years, but uh, I can tell you right now, it's uh, to see what we have the opportunity of doing every day. I mean, you can go out and you can catch some of the most beautiful uh, fish in the world, a different every different type that you want to think of, and uh, and you don't have to go hundred miles.
0: No, you, you don't.
2: And uh, so it's a lot different.
0: Yeah, like Cal, Cal producer, we had a great visit last week, and he talked a lot about him and his son and the time they spend fishing the piers along the coast of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And the wide variety of fish. Hey, Kyle, come on, unmute your mic for just a second. Um, I mean, it's what Kyle is being able to do to connect with his son in this day of all this technology getting in the way. Kyle, it's been awesome for you, hasn't it?
3: Yeah, it really has. And, you know, it was it's something that I really kind of didn't. I, I always thought I'd have that relationship, but I didn't really plan on it. Obviously, because I made some bonehead garage sale moves and sold some fishing poles back in the day. <laughs> but, you know, what we've done in the, this summer alone has been unbelievable as far as having an everyday relationship with him that will never be replaced.
0: And, and it, you know, that's, the, that's what I describe with my sons all the time, Joe, that a family who fishes together stays together. If you teach a kid to hook a fish, you hook them for life. Figuratively and literally, you know that in, to your core, don't you, uh, uh, Joe?
2: Yes, and uh, you know, as I said, you see that look on that face, yeah. uh, you know. I took my my grandkids, live uh, my son's in the military, and uh, but uh. And uh, they come home some, and we go out, and I take them out fishing. And I tell you, to be able to see them catch that first big fish, I see them be able to hook up to something. And that expression on their face after they fought a fish for 30 minutes to be able to get it on on the, onto the shore, you know, on the boat.
0: Yeah, and Kyle, you know it well, don't you, buddy?
2: Yeah, you know, to back
3: that – to back that up was, you know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, we went to go fish in Hancock County and we stopped in Past Christian at the harbor and we were looking for some live bait and we ended up just getting some dead bait and simple gesture. It was $5. I went to pay for the shrimp and the gentleman on the boat said, it's on the house. Keep him interested in fishing. If it gets him interested where he fishes every day, I'm happy with that. Wow. So, the community alone the fishing community alone here is doing everything they can too, to bring in the younger generation yeah. it, it,
0: you know and joe also say about about uh, loving the outdoors and people who knew me growing up they knew that i was literally obsessed with fishing but um But it saved me. It literally saved me. And, you know, during the tumultuous seventies, I could have, there's no telling what road I could have gone down, but I was so focused on fishing and enjoying that. And now I'm just really focused on helping kids see that as well. Hey, Joe, we're out of time, but you know what this tells me
2: you and I, we need to visit more often. You know that? We do. We need to do that. And I appreciate everything you're doing with this show, too. And uh, I do watch it quite a bit, and I keep up with it. And I uh, thank you for what you're doing, and I thank you for the fight that you're putting up to try to get people to understand about what this uh, COVID-19 is and what we need to do to try to fight it. I appreciate you.
0: I appreciate it, but I'm just trying to give them the information, the best information I can find through my guests, and hopefully they'll make the best decision. Anyway, God bless you, my friend, and we'll see you soon.
2: You too. Thank you.
0: Yeah, this has been Joe uh, Sprague, Executive Director of the Department of Listen live of or on demand and, and watch day. episodes we'll right of Coast View this. on
1: your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgolfcoast.com. A SuperTalk
0: Mississippi Media
3: Production.